Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. present the crossover cafe brought to you by our good folks sponsored by the folks at phi apparel company phi apparel company provides unique designs and high quality clothing for the great fans of philly with their original designs for all levels no doubt that you're going to stand out in the crowd listeners of the show can use the promo code chefs to get 15 percent off of apparel when you shop online at phi apparel.co that's c-a-p-h-i apparel.co go to the website Get their merch. They're great guys over there, Philly fans out there. They got a lot of cool designs and uh, cool cool outfits for you guys out there. Sports City Chefs presents the Crossover Cafe. Call at number 929-477-2759 with you for the next 57-plus minutes. I don't do it alone. Dave is under the weather, um, dealing with uh, some health issues. Uh, get well soon, Dave. But in the meantime, I got some some. Some some pinch hitters in here calling with me, calling out of the 203, my good friend uh, going back a long ways when we were doing March Madness pool in middle school, all right, Dickie V and all that, my good friend Seth. What's going on, Seth? Yes, sir. What's happening, Barry? Not much. Uh, you're like an honor. You're like a chef. I don't know why you don't uh, you don't get an apron and, and, and come in here and cook. You know, TP would get mad if I said you know you were just like an outside looking in. You know, you're a chef. How you feeling this evening, brother? All good. All good. Just uh, watching some sports, enjoying this time of the year. Super Bowl coming up. College basketball heating up, and uh, some big NBA moves going down today. So just. Uh, just enjoying uh, what's going on right now. Absolutely, man. The NBA uh, definitely took uh, took a little shine from the NFL, but that's what we do here. We talk uh, we talk all things hoop on on the uh, the crossover cafe. Um, speaking of our boys, uh, the Huskies, UConn, uh, after a tough loss, right, uh, coming back uh, and getting the dub against uh, Marquette. Uh, at home getting a nice win so you know that that 
that's that's a good good uh, win loss situation. We didn't want to lose two straight to two ranked teams uh, headed into the uh, headed into the Big East tournament. Did you actually watch that game against uh, Marquette the other day? Uh, I didn't get a chance uh, to watch much of it. I was uh, I was working, um, but I mm-hmm. you know I saw a few highlights, uh, caught the box score. Um, yeah, I mean big win, Marquette. Uh, you know, ranked top twenty. Um, you know, solid team with Shaka Smart uh, leading the mm-hmm. way. Um, but yeah, I mean it was it was a good win, a good bounce back, like you said. Um, you know, after that manhandling by uh, Villanova, so good to get back into the yeah. column. Um, and I mean, you know, big game coming up uh, tomorrow uh, at Xavier. So, I mean, it's you know this is crunch time being back in the Big East. I mean, there's not really any easy games. You know, even if the team, you know, like a Georgetown, you know, who's not very good this year, but, uh, you know, got a tough, tough stretch coming up here, you know, playing St. John's after that, who's, who's, you know, record-wise not great, but playing all right. And, I mean, you know, even after that, mm-hmm. looking at their schedule, they got to play Seton Hall, Xavier, Villanova again, mm-hmm. and ending with Georgetown. So, you know, no, no mm-hmm. easy games. You can't have a, you know, not the time of year to have a letdown. So they got to keep you know building on it and as we've talked about it's all about being consistent for them you know it's you got to show up every game you can't have those off games it's uh, you know it's really they just got to be able to show up night in night out and uh you know compete no i agree you know it's it's funny because you know you're right they got a tough stretch with uh st john's isn't a slouch seton hall got a big win um, a, a day or two, I think it was yesterday. They got a nice win. Um, they're ranked. They were ranked um, in the top twenty-five. They fell out, but they should get back in um, after their win. Um, the, the Seton Hall Pirates. So um, listen, St. John's is a tough team. Uh, like we said, like you said, you know, Creighton is a good team. They're, they're tough. So it's it's not easy coming down the stretch play, play, facing Villanova again, too. You know. Um, you know, I don't know if they're on Villanova's level, but the thing I like about UConn, they play really good defense. I think the offense is where they just need another shot shot creator other than uh, RJ Cole, right? I think uh, Siago is is really good, but he needs somebody to feed him the ball, right? Uh, he's got to get into the post or off of pick and rolls and, and dive to the basket. So um, RJ Cole is a shot creator. Um, I think he's like top five in scoring in the Big East. So. Um, if, if 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 like if some of our other players like Martin and, and company can can get it going and create their own shot and and be in, you know just give us some consistent points, UConn can be a dangerous team. But we'll see how that works out, man. Uh, you know it's going to be interesting to see how uh, Danny Hurley and the boys third in the Big East right now, sixteen and six, how they uh, finish out this season. But uh, yeah, I mean, listen. It, we can't we can't delay it anymore. Uh, the rumors were coming fast and furious, right? About the trade deadline, about uh, James Harden. Did he want to be traded? Um, he hadn't publicly declared it, but as the day kind of started to wear on, it was clear that while he didn't publicly declare that he wanted to get traded he wanted to get traded and i guess the game uh, there was a game a couple nights ago where he just was so lax a days ago he went to houston harden mode right 
Um, he he kind of just just mailed it in, didn't want to be there. Um, so now he gets his wish and gets traded, um, demands a trade from his second team in two years, and and uh, leaves Brooklyn to go to the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers and opts into his um, forty three point seven million dollar contract for next season um, to play alongside. Uh, of MVP candidate Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid's ecstatic. Um, and, and Philadelphia gets their wish, Seth. They get to trade Ben Simmons um, out of town. Now, they ha- what's crazy to me, they had to give up picks to trade Ben Simmons where they were looking to get two first-round picks for him. Now, they trade their two first-round picks, but obviously what they're getting in return is a, a perennial scorer. James Harden, but the the Sixers trading Ben Simmons, sniper Steph Curry, and big man Andre Drummond in two first-round picks for James Harden and Phil Millsap. Um, It's kind of – it's weird because both guys get their wish. Ben Simmons is is ecstatic to be in Brooklyn. Harden obviously ecstatic to be in Philadelphia. But if you had on the outside looking in, Seth, which team do you think won this trade? If if any team won the trade. Before I get into that, I just wanted to kind of go back on what you said before about how uh, he didn't publicly demand the trade. But I just I thought yeah. it was funny this morning. I, I happened to see a uh, uh, tweet. I can't remember from if it was from uh, uh, Adrian uh, Wojnarowski. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I can't remember if it was Woj. from him, but it was pretty much like, a, oh yeah, Woj, the Woj bomb. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was pretty much it was pretty much him demanding a trade, kind of like through the back channels, like he kind of yeah. you know, or, or told you know somebody, and then it just and then they put it out. So it was like, you know, him not saying it directly, but it was just kind of funny how that you know kind of like uh, kind of leaked out, and you know, not really a leak out, but. It was just kind of funny how, you know, he, he wouldn't come out and say because he apparently didn't want to look like a bad guy, you know, demanding another trade yeah. so soon. And But um, but anyway, no, I, to answer your question, um, I mean, on the surface, I think that the Nets got the better of the deal. I mean, yeah, you're giving up Harden. But I just think what they – I think it's twofold. I think first what you got back, I mean, like you said, two first-round picks. They were looking for two first-round picks to give up Ben Simmons. But now – they give up Ben Simmons and they give up two first round picks. I mean, just kind of like a complete 180 from, you know, where we were a few months ago, um, you know, when he was right. fielding, uh, when, Mo- when Maury was fielding trade offers. So just kind of weird uh, with that. And um, yeah, but I mean, look, you're giving up Harden who, you know, offensively is, is a great player, but plays no defense. I mean, he's, there's a lot of questions about his conditioning, you know, whether he, you know, even tries to stay in good, you know, playing condition. But at the, and another, you know, I, what I think is the biggest thing um, is that now, you know, Philadelphia is going to be on the hook for that, that, you know, big extension coming up. And I was reading before an article, and they were saying this could be one of the worst contracts um, in recent memory. I guess it's going to be something like yeah. over 200, $200 million for well, like four years. I mean, that's, you know, yeah. good, good on the nets for not having to do that. You know I mean? Now they got picks back. They don't have to pay him that kind of money. And so I, I, I think on the surface, I think that look, the nets are now, you know, by giving him up, they're not most likely, they're not going to be 
a title contender this year. Um, but I think in, in the scheme of things, I think they got the better of the deal. I mean, I think it benefits both teams. I agree with you. Listen, that contract is murder. I think he'll be about 38 years old, getting about almost $60 million. Ouch. Um, that's, a, that's a backbreaker. But I, I look at it from both sides, right? From Philadelphia, listen, I agree, listen, I said it and you agree. I, I, I agree. It's like they, they gave up assets to get rid of a guy that didn't want to be there. But if that's what they get for holding on to him as long as they did, right? Basically, Brooklyn came to the table and said, all right, you know what? You want James Harden? This is what we want. What do you want to do? Like, they didn't have any leverage in this situation, and, and it was apparent because they couldn't get a deal done with the, uh, the Kings, right, where uh, they were trying to trade him to uh, Ben Simmons to. So they just had no leverage. If they had done it over the summer, it wouldn't have got to this point where – everybody knew that they were trying to get rid of him and they couldn't get, you know, they just couldn't get rid of him. Right. So that was one thing, but the Philadelphia had to do the deal, not only to get rid of Ben Simmons, but you can't waste Joel Embiid. He's in his prime. He's as healthy as he's going to be because he's not going to be healthy for a full season. It never happens. Right. But he's having an MVP level season. The, the East for the most part, and I don't know if you agree, is is pretty wide open. I think you got the Heat right there. They're a good team. The Bulls are a good team. Cleveland's coming on, like I said last night. They're a good basketball team. But the Sixers, as bad as they were early this season, are only two and a half games out as of yesterday before the trade deadline popped off. So they're right there for the one seed. You got to make a move. You got to do something. You got to. If they would have got anything back for Ben Simmons, if they would have got a, a bench player, it would have been a plus because they have been playing so good, especially on the defensive end, right? So to get James Harden back is a win for Philadelphia. They're going in. Um, they're gonna. They're they're gonna be a dangerous team. I think they need to make a. They needed to make another move, but I think they'll be in the um the like in the buyout market to try and get maybe a shooter or something like that. Um, but either way, I, they had to do this deal, and I think it makes them a better team. I think it makes the Nets a better team too, Seth. I honestly feel like even though Durant is hurt, Kyrie's halftime, right, when they're all on the court by May, hopefully by May the restrictions are lifted in New York City and New York so that – um, you don't have to be vaccinated to be indoors, et cetera, et cetera. They have that full complement. You're getting one of the best defenders in the league. And Ben Simmons can defend one through five like LeBron can, right? So now you looked at the playoff series last year, the Bucks and the Nets, where Durant had to guard – he had to guard the best player. He had to guard – the man, the freak himself, Giannis, right? And then had to score a 40-plus triple-double to keep them in the series. Now you got Ben Simmons there. He can do the dirty work. He can guard the best player. And all, all Durant and Irving have to do is score the basketball. And, you know, Ben Simmons is a human fast break. He's going to get them easy buckets that they can't get because Harden is a slow-it-down 
you know, kind of a pound the ball into the ground, dribble, 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 you know, step back guy, right? So now you've got a guy that just pushes the pace and pushes up the court. I think this makes the Nets a better team when they're fully healthy. It's unfortunate that we never got to see the big three more than 16 games, but it was an experiment that didn't work. And now I think both teams are better for it. I don't know how you feel about it, but I think both teams are going to be better for it in the long run. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with, uh, with everything that you're saying. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, Harden getting to play alongside uh, um, Embiid, you know, who's having an unbelievable year. So, um, you know, definitely benefits him. And look, you get another, you know, another playmaker. And also, I think part of the big part of the, uh, you know, deal was Philadelphia. They didn't want to give up uh, Tyrese Maxey, um, which right. was a big, uh, you know, good player. He's he's having a good year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know what, I think everybody, you know, I guess, you know, has, it, it worked out good for them. Again, I, I still think that it's just going to be brutal with Philadelphia having to, you know, uh, pay Harden all that money um, right. you know, for that big extension. But, yeah, I, and, and like you said, I do, I, I think that the Nets, you know, now having Simmons out there who can guard anybody, who, you know, who's a, you know, fast breaker, you know, doesn't necessarily look for his shot all that much. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's a bit timid. You know, or or times, doesn't need to. But, you know, yeah, right. At, at this point now, he doesn't need to. Uh, you know, he's going to have Durant and, like you said, hopefully Kyrie, you know, can be back, you know, full-time, you know, uh, pending, you know, lifting the restrictions. So, I mean, you get those guys out there all together, and, and that's, you know, yeah, he doesn't need to shoot. You know, he can facilitate. He, you know, he'd rather set up other guys, and you know, so that you know that works out. So I think I think it is a good fit, um, and I think they still have. I, I'm forgetting the numbers, but I think they have uh, Simmons for I think it's like another three years and about a hundred right. million. I mean, so you know, thirty-ish yeah. a year is is not bad. You know, uh, all things considered, so I think that that you know works out for uh, for the Nets too. Yeah, I don't know the exact number, but I, I, I'm sure it's about 33 to 35 per year for the next three years after right. this season. Right, but right. he's a young kid. Yeah. He's a young player, right? Yeah. So I, I think yeah. that works in their favor. And you're right. Like, they, he doesn't – the problem why it didn't work in Philadelphia is he got Jimmy Butler kicked out of town because Jimmy Butler was ball dominant. He wanted to be the man. He wanted that to be his team, and it turned out to be Joel Embiid's team, and Ben Simmons couldn't take it. Then, when they needed him to be assertive and be the man and shoot the ball, he got stage fright and didn't want to shoot. He doesn't have to do that now. He knows it's both guys, Harden and Simmons, understand they're not the man on this team anymore, in the respective team. This is Durant's team in Brooklyn, and this is Embiid's team in Philadelphia, Harden could play off. Imagine Harden playing pick and roll with Joel Embiid. Oh my God, that's a nightmare yep. for any yep. defense, right? And then yep. Yep. you have Ben Simmons who can play off. Not and he could all he has to do set picks, dives in the middle of the court, and and and, and he'll get so much spacing because you have you have to respect Durant and you have to respect Kyrie. With 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 Philadelphia, you had shooters. But you didn't. You can sag off, right? You didn't have to 
you didn't have to play tight on the other wing players because it's not Durant and it's not Kyrie. Now he gets a little bit more freedom in the offensive flow, and he's a defensive stopper. So the fit, it's all – you're right, it's all about the fit, and I think the, these two fit, pieces fit better where they are. And, and, and we'll just have to see when when Simmons will be ready to play. Uh, you know, they're saying that he's, he's, he's still going to um, therapy and, and, and getting his mind right. I think he's got to get acclimated to playing in, in Brooklyn now. Which is not yep, going to be easy. Yep. I mean, if you thought nope. Philadelphia was tough, New York don't play. Yeah, so, you, you but, could magnify you know, that by five times. You know, the attention. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So um, it's it's going to be interesting to see how he adjusts, right? How he adjusts to playing in in New York. Um, but he doesn't have to be the focal point. You know what I mean? He he might be the third person down the line, and I think that better suits him. I think, but I think one of the things that um, that we have to un, have to ask ourselves, and one of the guys on TV I was watching said it is is he about ball like Kyrie and well, not even Kyrie, but like Durant is. Like I feel like the knock on Simmons is that he's a guy that's good at basketball and sees that he can make money off it. Kevin Durant is a guy that loves it. He breathes it. He lives it. He's all about ball. So he has to get himself to that level, right? Like Ben Simmons has to say, I'm about ball and I'm about improving myself too. So it'll be interesting if he can take some of that personality from Kevin Durant, but I I, I like the move. And I think Go ahead, Seth. Let, let me throw one more thing out there that I was reading before, uh, you know, mm-hmm. kind of forgotten, and this is, is Seth Curry, um, you know, and his shooting. And, you know, uh, to quote an article I was reading before, they said that the Nets now have five players on their roster who have made at least 38% of their three-pointers for their career. So uh, they're saying it, – it, it, it even says that if, you know, if they made a lineup based solely on three-point percentage – around Ben Simmons that Kevin Durant wouldn't even be out there. Patty Mills Mm -hmm. and uh, Seth Curry and Joe Harris. I mean, so they got shooters. I mean, you know, Seth Curry, he's not a, not a 40, you know, 40 minute a night, you know, kind of player, but he could get in there and shoot. So, I mean, you really, you're spreading the court now and, you know, Durant, if he's staying healthy, you got, you got shooters out there. Yeah. And you got Seth Curry who can shoot. Hopefully Joe Harris can get back. I love Patty Mills this year. I, I don't know if you've watched much of him, but he's been balling for the for the uh, for the Nets. He, I said it when they signed him. He was a sneaky good pickup by the Nets, and he's proven me right. But now they have size to to in in uh, Andre Drummond at, at at the minimum, right? Under two million dollars. I think he's making one. I want to say one point seven. Yeah, one point six, one point seven. Right, so that's a great move for you know to get a guy that fits under the cap. They don't have to go too high to you know they didn't have to. He was a piece to make it work, but he's the right piece because they needed his size. Um, insurance for Aldridge, right, and insurance um, you know for all the other bigs that they have. You know you don't have to play um, you don't have to play Blake at the five. Now you can ha- slide him over. 
and you can ha- save his minutes, but then you have you have uh, Aldridge and and now you have Drummond, right? Former UConn uh, stud. Shout out to UConn. Uh, so it's yes, sir. Yeah, shout out to UConn. That's right. So you know, it's 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 a good fit. It's all about the fit. Um, but yeah, let's. There's there were other moves, bro. Right? There are other moves to be had. That was obviously the big one that happened around one o'clock, and you know, I was on a call. I was on a I was on a meeting. And I got the news, and you know my boss is a is a Nets fan, and I was like had to stop the meeting midway. I was like, hey, uh, Harden's a uh, Sixer. You got Ben Simmons. Uh, back to our regular schedule program. <laughs> but um, <laughs> another team in the in the East that you know made a deal and got a little better. It was a four team deal. The Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, acquire Serge Ibaka from the Clippers, right? 14 deal involves the Pistons, the Sacramento Kings, and the Clippers. So the Bucks get Serge Ibaka, um, Marvin Bagley, former number two overall pick from Duke, uh, who's kind of just been lost in Sacramento. Just hasn't really uh, – there's just no fit for him there, right? They just couldn't figure out what to do with him. He goes to the Pistons. Now that's a, a loaded uh, backcourt in, in uh, Detroit. Surprising that Detroit didn't move uh, Jeremy Grant. I thought they would. They didn't. They wound up keeping him. So that's another thing we have to keep an eye on. Deontay DiVincenzo goes to the Kings from um, Milwaukee. I think he's hurt right now, if I'm, I, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, but a nice shooter for them. Uh, the Pistons are also sending Josh Jackson and uh, Trey Lyles to the Kings. Um, there's picks involved in Rodney Hood and uh, Simi Olajay go to the Clippers. So Rodney Hood was picked up in the off season. Really, I think it was average only about three points a game. Wasn't really a good fit. Um, he gets a new lease on life. He's a solid scorer. He can put up buckets, and it goes to the Clippers. Clippers reshaping that uh, team. But the big part, obviously, Ibaka going to the Bucks. Insurance for um, the big man, Brooke Lopez, if he can't get back, if he can't get healthy, this is a nice pickup for them. A uh, nice big that can stretch the floor. Um, the Bucks really, you know, pushing their chips in in in, in, in defense of their title. Um, you know, a lot of pieces to the trade. A lot of it not really um, impactful. Maybe Bagley going to the Pistons, but Ibaka going to the Bucks. Seth, what do you think about Serge Ibaka on the move going from the Clippers to the Bucks? Yeah, no, I mean, like you said, it's it's backup. Um, for the Bucks, uh, you know, they're gearing up for another, you know, playoff run here. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a solid pickup. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, overall, and I think uh, DiVincenzo, I think he's, I think he's healthy uh, now, if I'm not okay. mistaken, because I was looking at the box score the other night uh, when the Bucks played. I think he's playing. He, you know, he's an okay player. You know, he's not, uh, you know, not going to be, a, you know, uh, an all-star by any means, but I'll tell you one, no, no. one thing uh, from the other day the uh, with the Kings um, having uh, DeMontis Sabonis. That was a good pickup. And he uh, he started last night. He yeah. had, I think it was like 20 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, something yeah. along those lines. But, I mean, I, that, that's a good pickup uh, for them. You know, I think they're, you know, they got a young team. But, uh, you know, I think they're getting some, some pieces in place. Um but yeah, no, I mean, it was that, that that trade I hadn't read too much about, but just looking at the, uh, you know, at the main pieces, yeah, I, I think it was a good move for the Bucks to, uh, you know, to get a Baca in there to have some depth. 
Yeah, it's it's a good insurance policy. I'm not sure when um, Lopez is going to get um, get back, but if he doesn't get back, now you have uh, Ibaka. I'm looking at it. You know, his back is is still he's still out. Um, looking to get a checkup in Los Angeles, so we'll see how that that how that goes. But uh, that was a, like almost a week ago, so it, it it's kind of touch and go, but. I, I, I did talk about the Kings yesterday, last night on the um on our show, the Callers Cookout, Wednesdays at nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Sports City Chefs Blog Talk Radio, shameless plug. Um it's it's puzzling to me though, Seth, because I do like Sabonis. I think I, I really like him as a player. I thought his time in, in Indiana kinda came to an end. They just couldn't get enough out of him to get to the middle of the pack to the top of the pack in the in the east. So I thought the the Pacers did a good move to move him, but the Kings, like you move your best three point shooter and buddy held and then Tyrese Halliburton. The kid was devastated. He was devastated. Seth. like he really, they just told him like, you know, you're going to be here. You're a corner corner piece and all that stuff. And then he gets traded. He, He cried. I mean, he really wanted to be in, in, in Sacramento and, and be the reason that that team turned it around. So, and, and everybody loved him. I mean, teams passed on him, including our Knicks. We screamed. I think me and you were screaming, like, why did we get, not get Halliburton? And, and um, you know, teams passed him. The Kings took a chance on even though they had DeAndre Fox, and he's been balling out. And, listen, I thought Fox would be on the move, not Halliburton. And I think – that's the puzzling part, but I do like getting Sabonis back. Don't get me wrong, but it it hurts to to see that they actually went through with trading. It, if you were going to trade anybody, it should have been Fox, not Tyrese Halliburton. Said. Yep. Yeah, that was that was weird. It was absolutely weird. So it's typical Kings. I mean, you can't uh, <laughs> you can't you can't you can't figure them out at all. The Kings are just like. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like you know, like dude, like who's running it? It's like, it's like somebody closing their eyes and then pointing to the uh, press this one. You know what I mean? Like I I I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Sacramento. Um, but yeah, I, it, Tyrese Halliburton. He's I, hopefully it's in a good situation in Indiana. I love him as a player. I wish he if he was available. I wish the Knicks could have got him. If they could have pried him away, um, in in uh out of Sacramento and brought him to New York. Oh, that would have been lovely. Oh. But, um, you know, we'll see what we happens. We can only wish Nick, that yeah, I know, Nick I know. Stood, stood pat, didn't do anything. Oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it, Seth. We'll get to it. Uh, let, let me <laughs> let me pay some bills. Sports City Chef, the Crossover Cafe. Uh, call in number 929-477-2759. We're with you for the next 30 minutes. But let me pay some bills here. And then uh, we'll get right back to it. We'll, we'll, we'll have to come right back to the, to the next. So let me pay some bills here first. This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last. 
Thank you to PHI Apparel. They they do great work for us. Um, you know, great sponsor of ours. Um, so listen, I got a call in queue. I'm going to bring him in in a minute. Uh, actually, I'll bring him in right now, uh, and then we can talk. Calling in from the 203. What's your name? Where are you calling from? <laughs> what's going on? I it, listen. It's been a uh, it's been a rough week over here. Uh, had COVID, but. Uh, had to call into the show, just uh, just tuning in. Um, wanted to give some thoughts on the Nets, but but wh- what are you guys talking about right now? Where are you on? So who? This is Dave. Is this? You gotta announce yourself when you're on my show. All right, you got when you're on my show, you gotta announce yourself. How dare right? you? And then you ring the How doorbell, dare. Bing Bong, Bing Bong, <laughs> ring the doorbell, Bing Bong. No, okay. How you feel? <laughs> How you feeling, Dave? Oh uh, man, I'm uh, I'm hanging in there. Family's uh, taking a beating on this, so am I. But you know what? You know what makes me always feel better is the uh, Sport City Chefs and getting some good PHI apparel. Absolutely, absolutely. And I got I got um, I got another guy in the building from the 703. He just left band camp. This one time at band camp <laughs> is is oh serious. Your boy, your boy, serious. As soon as you come in, he's here. Uh, serious. Yeah. What's going on, brother? I don't took off the blazer loose from me. Stop trying to We're good. We're good. We're good. So we 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 lamented on Harden and 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 Ben Simmons, yeah. but I definitely want to get your guys' yeah. opinion on it. Um, so Dave, I, I'll, you know you're the co-host with the most. I'll come to you first. Your Brooklyn Nets finally pulled the trigger oh, on the rumors that we, that weren't wasn't going to happen. It happened. The Brooklyn Nets got a new uh, tag partner in Ben Simmons. So now it's like, uh, I guess you couldn't call it demolition when they had Axe Smash and Crush. So now they got Ben Simmons with uh, Durant and, and uh, Kyrie. And then the Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets sent James Harden to Philadelphia to team up with with the man, the MVP candidate, Joel Embiid. So I'd love to get your opinion oh. on what's going on in Brooklyn. All right, let me let me start by saying I, I can't stick around long, so I'm going to pull a hang up and listen. But uh, f- first thing okay. is, well, I got to hear what Simmons says. I, I can I can never not hear what that dude has to say. But uh, uh, listen, you left out some of the key things of that trade. You left out uh, uh, Seth Curry and Andre Drummond, who I think are absolutely underrated pieces of the move. Um, but my absolutely. big takeaway as a Nets fan, my biggest takeaway as a Nets fan isn't. Um, the specifics of this trade, it's more the big picture. And what I mean by that is, you know, it felt like this whole season, you know, it wasn't working. And that's almost to a point where Nets fans are like, all right, it's not working, whatever, we'll move on. At least we have Durant, but we can build around Durant. But now, you know, there was that thought that uh, uh, Kyrie and Harden were going to leave, right? There was there was absolutely that 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 thought in the back of the, of the mind, like we're going to kind of blow it up, but you're still blowing it up with, with KD. But now you have KD and Simmons, and Simmons is not old. I mean, he's—I forget exactly how old he is, but he's on the right side of uh, of his career. Twenty-five, I think. Twenty-five, right crazy. Now. So, yeah. so, so now, now you got now you have those two guys for a couple of years, right? I mean, there's there's and and then you have the the picks that the Nets uh, were able to get that they can flip into more assets. I thought they were going to maybe make some more moves today, but you know you keep you keep a guy like Drummond, you have a guy like Seth Curry who can continue to stretch the floor, and I think Seth Curry 
um, you know, really makes up for the loss of Joe Harris. So we don't really know if or when he's coming back, which isn't talked about enough, I think, you know, when you look at the makeup of the roster. But uh, if you look at the, the, the potential starting five, I mean, it's a it's a very good potential starting five. And, um, you know, they can match up with anybody. The thing that's the hardest is you like it's a tough pill to swallow. You basically took a dead spot on the Sixers roster and filled it with, with James Harden. Now, I don't know what James Harden is and what he can be, but I don't know what he is. I think this Tyrese Maxey, I think he's a good player. But you put Danny Green mm. in the middle, and you still have Tobias Harris, who he is. And like you started by saying, Joel Embiid uh, is on another level. I mean, another level. So I think it's a great move for the Sixers, obviously, because you made something out of nothing. Um, and the Nets, it, it, it's, it seems a little bit less all in on this year now, too. I think they take some pressure off of KD in a sense. But um, I guess I would say it's actually a win-win, at least from a Nets fan perspective. I agree. I think it is a win-win on both sides. Serious, I'd love to get your opinion, bro, on the, the big trade that went down today. You know, for me, I started to sit back and not really give a knee-jerk reaction because I can take a global perspective on the situation for starters. We all sat here on this very network several times and talked about how Daryl Morey was kind of fumbling the bag, if you will, by not moving Ben Simmons when he should have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, lo and behold, I, I had to kind of think back to, you know, the early days of Daryl Morey being there and 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 Philadelphia, where he talked about the the idea of potentially landing James Harden, um, and it kind of got swept. When James Harden went over to, to Brooklyn uh, last year, and you know they kind of tried to make a run, and, and it fell through. But as this trade idea started to percolate um, and gain steam, so to speak, it was really rushed back to me. Um, this has been in the works for Daryl Morey for, for a while. And for those listeners who don't understand the significance of who Daryl Morey is, Daryl Morey was the former general manager of the Houston Rockets, the team that James Harden played for when he got traded and left OKC. He won MVPs there. He shooting titles, scoring titles. And the relationship that Daryl Morey has with James Harden is it's second to none. You know what I'm saying? He moved heaven and earth and literally ripped the, the fabric of of my of the Rockets to, to make sure that James Harden was happy. So this mm-hmm. comes as no surprise. Um, the, 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 on the basketball court type of thing, I think this is a good trade for both, both teams, and here's why. The Brooklyn Nets now have the opportunity to hide and mask Ben Simmons' deficiencies. What do I mean by that? Ben Simmons cannot shoot the basketball. Period. And mm-hmm. so, what do you do to stop, so what do you do to somebody who can't shoot the basketball? You surround him with knockdown shooters. You got KD who can hit from the parking lot. You got Kyrie when he's playing who can hit from the parking lot. Patty Mills right now can hit from the parking lot. You bring in a Steph Curry who right now was one of the best shooters in today's game. You got Lamarcus Aldridge who's playing a five-star right now, who can still hit a consistent 15- to 17-foot jumper. So you don't 
need Ben Simmons to shoot. All you need Ben Simmons to do is play defense, push the pace, and, you know, get a couple buckets here and there, but run your offense. The pressure's all Ben Simmons. So by wow. moving him to this, by, by, by moving him to this particular team, yo, all he has to do is you know drive and this, drive and this, play defense, drive and this, get a bucket, whatever, drive and this. The pressure's off. Now looking yo, at Simmons. James Harden, looking at James, looking at the James Harden situation, it was very apparent early on, especially this this particular year that this marriage was not going to last long. You have three dominant ball, three of them. You know what I'm saying? And we make the jokes here and there that, you know, there's only one basketball and this, that, and the third. And that honestly came to fruition this particular year, especially when it was KD and and, and James Harden um, playing because Kyrie wasn't, you know, vaccinated and that that whole shenanigans took place. They started to lose. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, the wheels officially came off. You know, I honestly believe that if you pair James Harden with the Joel Embiid for the short time that you're going to have him, I think it might work. Now, I think this is going to be a problem if if Philly starts talking about more years and, you know, trying to build a nucleus. Because I honestly believe, and I said this to, to another friend of mine, I honestly believe that James Harden, is a potential cancer to playing with another star. And I remember back when he played with Houston and Russell Westbrook came in there and Chris Paul came in there and we tried to, you know, we, we tried to do the Golden State thing. But I honestly believe that James Harden is so damn ball dominant and has to do what he has to do to get what his buckets is that it literally sucks the life out of any type of offense. The, 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 the ball doesn't move, it sticks. So I'm curious right. to see how I'm curious to see how moving James Harden to Philadelphia is going to do with Joel Embiid, who is playing outside mm. of his flipping mind right now. But when you start talking about you know pick and pop and and, and pick and roll and and the two man game, I think in the short term it works. My question is, come playoff time, how's it going to play out? Because again, I know this. Everybody sitting here knows this. Come playoff time, James Harden is on the back of milk carton. We can't find him. We don't know what happened. He gets out of shoes. He goes off and parties and, 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 and wants to do summer stuff while basketball season's in effect. So I, I, I hope for James Harden, if this is about ring chasing, and everybody who I've spoken to has said that's what this is about. He wants to get a ring. He's chasing a ring. I hope, I hope that for the short term that he's able to buckle down get his weight back down, get back in the gym, get back to what made him so great, and see if he can make this home in Philadelphia. But I, I, I think both so, teams came out pretty good. So I, I got two bullet points, and then I got to roll. Um, first, thanks again to Sports City Chefs for doing this great show. I love it. Uh, Simmons, I, I, I wanted to stop you at one point because I had to laugh. You were saying you, you, the Nets can now mask Ben Simmons' deficiency, and I don't. I, you, everything you said couldn't have said it better myself. But I had I was going to make the joke that uh, Ben Simmons can be just like the uh, New York Knicks front office and just kind of play defense and not do anything uh, oh, on the God, offensive Jesus side of the ball. Christ. Unbelievable! <laughs> so so I can't I can't hang up on you anytime. Just know that, right? So just uh, be aware. Sorry, I had to. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, but to your other point, yeah, I, I mean, I think I think it was a, a true win win. Um, but I, I hope that you know, speaking from the Sixers side of things, um, I think the the addition of James Harden to Joel Embiid, yeah, it helps. I think it really helps. I think uh, one thing I, I got to see more up close this year with James Harden was what a really good basketball IQ guy, uh, IQ he has. Um, and I think as he gets older, that will, will certainly benefit his game. But when was the last time we saw really good top-notch James Harden just take it over? I don't know. It's been a while. And I think he's got something left to prove. And him picking up that uh, or, or, or the agreement to pick up that last the next year on the deal that that could make the whole thing getting pushed into I think when he's 38 or so uh, he'd be owed 60 mm-hmm. 62 some, or some enormous number yeah 60 something Boy, money yeah 60,000 60 it's quite a commitment for Philly but I'm gonna hang up and listen to you guys thank you uh, again for doing the show and uh, talk to you later Sports City Chefs bing bong uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, um, I agree with you guys. I, we, we, Seth and I have been saying it, that I, we really feel like it, it's really beneficial for both sides to make this deal. And I really feel like um, what, Harden has to accept, right, Sirius, that he has to accept that he's the number two guy. And I think he, he's been a willing passer this year. 20-10-8 and eight isn't anything to slouch at. It's not. It's not. He's not averaging the the monster scoring numbers that he he did when he was in Houston. But he doesn't have to. Um, he's averaging ten assists a game. Like he's almost averaging a triple double. And we're saying like he's slouching, right? So, I think if he can come in there, he, his assists should go up to twelve. Just just feeding Joel Embiid, uh, feeding him off the pick and roll. So I think it's going to work. I think it's going to be just fine. So we'll see. Um, I think, like I said, I think it's beneficial for both sides. I think this this is a deal they both had to make. I think they were willing partners, and I think they both got better for this trade. Um, but another trade that went down was I, I know I got to talk about it. Uh, we'll get we'll finish the show with it, Seth. But I I got to bring it up. Kristaps Porzingis on the road again. On the road again. <laughs> Go. <laughs> So the the experiment in 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 Dallas uh, didn't last very long. I love my boy um, Alex. Um, he's on um, New, he's uh, Nick Central, uh, big Twitter handle, and, and is in partner with uh, some of the guys at WFAN, uh, a friend of mine. He uh, he re, he replied to a two year old or two, about three year old tweet, tweet when the Knicks traded Chris Stapps for Zingas. He's like, any updates on this? Because everybody was saying the Knicks made a mistake, da da da, and lo and behold, Dallas is moving on from their number two, the Robin for their Batman, trading him to DC to the to Sirius's uh, old stopping grounds, trading him uh, to the to the Wizards for uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, other pieces involved in that trade, but Sirius, I'll come to you first. Kristaps uh, Porzingis um, hurt, obviously, again. But on the move to Dallas, so they'll have to um, bubble wrap them and send them uh, send them to D.C. Uh, what do you think about this trade? I think you're on mute, sir. If you're if you're talking, you're probably talking under your breath about my Knicks. <laughs> he's probably yeah, I don't even know he's talking again. Uh, Seth, I'll come to you. What do you think about the trade? Uh, Chris Dash Porzingis 
former Nick, now a former Maverick, going to D.C.? Uh, I mean, look, he's, when he's healthy, he's good, right? I mean, he's he's a big guy. He can shoot the ball. He's tough inside. I mean, but the problem is health. I mean, and that's what right. it always comes down to. I read something before, you know, after the trade went down and, and somebody said, uh, you know, uh, the unicorn, you know, and why is he the unicorn? Because you never see him because he's always in. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, you know, it, it, but it's, that's what it comes down to. I mean, it's, he's, he's a good player when he could stay healthy. And that's always been his MO. I mean, on the Knicks, you know, kind of forced his way out of there. You know, I, I forget what it was. I think his, his brother or something was having some beef yeah. with the Knicks. And uh, oh, the was on the so, road. I mean, can y'all hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Yep. Wait your turn, Sirius. That's his talk. Hello. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, you know, the, the the Wizards, you know, they're they're, you know, well, Beal is out for the year now, so I mean, I don't, they're not, you know, in a win now kind of mode anyway, you know, so it's probably they're probably going to be looking at a rebuild, um, you know, as it is, um, and I think Porzingis is only. Um, yeah, he's only on the books next year. It looks like for another like thirty-three million. Then he's got a player option for the year after. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, you know, there's really there's not much more to say other than if he can stay healthy, he's a good piece. Um, you know, for what's going to be probably a team in a rebuild. Um, but if he can't stay healthy, then it's look. I mean, <laughs> there's there's not much. You know, the Wizards. Gave up Dinwiddie. I mean, he's whatever. He's okay. You know, 12 points a game kind of player, I think, is his average. So, you know, I I don't think there was much to do, you know, with this one other than he could be a good player for them, you know, if he can stay healthy. Yeah, I think that's the big piece, if he can stay healthy, if he can be on the court. I'd like the move for Dallas. I think you need a ball handler that can create offense – um, outside of um, their big stud, Luka Doncic. I think I think it's a good move for, for Dallas. They've been desperate for that kind of player. I thought they might be able to get Kemba from the Knicks. That didn't happen, clearly. Um, but Spencer, coming back off that knee injury, you know, is proving that he can still play. I think Brunson is better, though, as, as a facilitator. He's been balling, but I think you get an experienced guy like Spencer Dinwiddie, who a couple years removed was a, you know, all-star caliber player. So, um, I think it's a good move for for Dallas, and then they just get rid of a guy that just didn't fit. It's all about the fit. And K- K- Porzingis, as much as I give him grief and I hate on him, he is a good player, but he doesn't fit. He does not fit with, with Luka Doncic. It's not a pick-and-roll situation. You can't have Porzingis hanging out of the three-point line. His defense has gone downhill. Um, and then when he's on the court, um, you know, he's just standing in the corner waiting to shoot a three. It's, that's just not his game, so – um, you know, it's it's good all the way around. Serious, what's your opinion on K, uh, K, uh, KP Christos Porzingis going to um, going to the uh, to the Wizards? You know, gentlemen, um, for for me, this comes not so much of as a shock, but as a question mark. Not at the simple fact that KP is on the move because we all saw the writing on the wall um about that, you know, several, several, several seasons ago, but the fact of where he's going. You know, if you look at the Washington Wizards right now, um, you know, they literally are 
a shell of themselves. Bradley Bell is gone for the year with the wrist injury. You got Spencer Deadwoody on the move, who, in my opinion, um, like you alluded to, is, is, is a solid is a solid guard. Um, but then, like, where is he going to play? Like, the, the Washington Wizards right now got five big men. You know, mm-hmm. Rudy Archer Moore. You got you got um, who I like. Bertan. Like you got Kispert, the rookie. You got Thomas Bryant. You got you know KCP, who's a nice three and D guy. You got Kyle Kuzma, who can play the three a little bit. Also play the two. Um, nice size guy. So for for me, it was like okay, so you make this move. And, 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 and go out and get KCP to kind of salvage some sort of a season. Um, but, I mean, if you bring somebody in, somebody's minutes are going to have to suffer. You know what I'm saying? So I'm curious to see what the coach does there. Um, but as, as far as Dallas Mavericks are concerned, uh, this is a move that had to happen. Uh, there was – uh, a quiet rumbling in the camp, if you will, between Luca and KP, um, mm. and so I'm curious to see what happens. My 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 opinion about it, honestly, is I'm not too sure KP shows up. I think KP potentially could be a buyout candidate. Um, really? And yeah, I, I think he could be a buyout candidate and 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 not show up, and you know, potentially look to to get bought out and hop on with with a potential winner. Um, you know, when we start talking about buyouts, um, and again, I, the time is the time is short, so I, I, I'll be quiet. Um, there's a team, there's a couple of teams that didn't make moves that I thought should, um, mm-hmm. and I think the biggest reason for that is they're going to really look at the buyout market. The New York Knicks come to mind, the Los Angeles Lakers come to mind, um, a, a couple other teams come to mind that that should have made a move but didn't. Maybe it was financial, mm-hmm. maybe they didn't get the right mix up or whatever the case may be, but Somebody like K, you know, KP, KP could be a buyout candidate, um, or, or something like that. So it's gonna be funny to see how this plays out. But this move had to happen, and I'm glad that it finally did. Seth, who are you more surprised that didn't make um, a move at the deadline? The Lakers or the Knicks? The Lakers are a disaster. They they got blown out by the Bucks, like you said a couple days ago, and then got beat by the team formerly known as the Trailblazers. Um, they're an embarrassment <laughs> right now. They're, they're, I think one guy, um, I think it was a campaign, said, Stop, why are we talking about a team that's not even in the playoffs? Like, basically, don't, like, they stink. And, and, and if you ask anybody, they, they wouldn't, you wouldn't be wrong. Are you surprised that the Lakers or the Knicks didn't make a move at the deadline? Well, I, I would like to say the Knicks, but – as you and I, you know, both well know the Knicks, there's nothing that surprises me anymore. I mean, and it's, you know, <laughs> going back years and years, you know, whether it's, you know, a, a bad draft pick or something there, you know, or a, bad, a weird signing or a Phil Jackson head coach, uh, I'm sorry, a Phil Jackson GM a signing. I mean, there's nothing that ever surprises me with the Knicks. Um, so I, I think I'm more surprised um, – with the Lakers, I mean, like you said, they're a sinking ship right now. It's <laughs> I don't think that this is what LeBron had in mind, you know, when uh, when he was putting together what he thought was going to be a super team, you know, with him and uh, Anthony Davis and Westbrook. I mean, they're – you know, you got Magic Johnson again the other night, you know, tweeting out how how embarrassing it is right now, you know, for the Lakers. I mean, you know, him being a Laker royalty, it's – 
it's tough times right now. Yeah, I mean, to lose like the Bucks are a good team, but you know, to then turn around and lose to uh, the Blazers, I mean, that's that's pretty bad. So I would have thought that they would have tried to at least do something, you know, uh, at the deadline to try to jumpstart, you know, put a jolt into the team. I don't know, you know, who they would have gotten, you know, who was available that they, you know, could have made a move for. But uh, I'm surprised that they didn't try to, you know, upgrade something or, you know, get another piece in there to maybe, you know, kind of get this team back on track. Yeah, I mean, I'm the Knicks, you're right. I, I'm not surprised. They, they couldn't do anything. They tried to get um, expiring contracts to reset. Um, it's, I, I, I feel the disconnect between Thibodeau and the front office is really alarming. Like, they, they want to play the young kids. Thibodeau wants to play his veterans. He's still stuck in those old ways. Um, he's got to get out of that. Um, but the Knicks are going to work fast, and they're playing the Warriors right now. They should be uh, well, going to tip off soon. Let me ask you this question, ahead, though, sir. villain. Are you shocked, though? Like, this is the guy that you hired. Like, you hired a guy in Thibodeau about, who okay. – about, about Thibodeau wanting to play the old guys and not let the young guys kind of take over. Like, this is the type of guy you hired. Like, he's an old fogey, if you will. Like, he, he – you know what I'm saying? Like he, he still has a you no. Know, I'm not. A, a I'm not surprised in that series. Right. I'm. I'm not surprised that that's who he is. That's who he's always been. But at this point, when we're out on the outside of the even the play-in looking in, and there's no chance that we're going to move our way up. I mean, we might, but I mean, it's just it's a really it's a hard sell right now. He wants to win. I think we want to reset until next year. That's the disconnect, and I don't think he's on board with it. We traded for Cam Reddish, and he's not—he hasn't played him. That's a problem because he didn't want him. He didn't want him. Yeah. Yeah. But who are you more surprised in here as we get ready to get out of here? Oh, go ahead, Seth. No, I was just gonna say that's like you said. There's a, there's a disconnect between the front office and Tibbs. I mean, it, you, why are you gonna trade for a guy who? your coach doesn't want is that you're going to get him and have him sit on the bench. You know, it just didn't make sense. Didn't make sense at all. And he should be playing. I I think he can, he can contribute. Um, You know, I don't know why, you know, he can't crack your rotation. Seriously. We're almost close to getting out of here, but Lakers or Knicks, who are you more surprised in make The Lakers. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't do anything. I'm surprised they didn't try to unload. I'm sure they made phone calls, but nothing was successful to try to unload uh, Russell Westbrook yep. or try to piece something together to, to to get some help in there. And according to what I'm hearing, you know, Palenka and all them guys were really looking to the to the buyout market to see who is going to shake free. And um, honestly, I'm not too sure anybody's going to shake free. I mean, you, you, this is what you got. This is what you yep. got. You you sold your soul to, to, to get your buddies and your friends. And, you know, it, 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 it's all fun and games until, you know, you got to go out there and run. And, you know, ain't nobody scared of the Lakers right now. I mean, Karen Payne said it best. Ain't, ain't nobody scared of them. LeBron is who he is, but ain't nobody scared of them right now. I mean, LeBron's, I mean, his hairline is, 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 is tight, but the back end is, is just, you know, atrocious. So nobody's scared of that. I mean, hey, yo. this is an old, this is an old team. <laughs> This, you know, this is an old team series that they have. They can't play at a faster pace. Russell Westbrook looks lost. He, he's not, not, you know, he looks broken. 
he is he has lost complete confidence in himself. Didn't play the fourth quarter, I believe, against the, the Trailblazers, if I'm not mistaken. Um, wants to be out there, and it, you know, still when is post game, it's about him, right? It's not it's not about I, you know, I, I'm sorry. It's he's saying I, I I wanted to console them and tell them you guys can do it, but I I'm sorry I couldn't be out there. I'm sorry I couldn't be out there. Him, you know, what I mean, not not about the team. It's just. It's 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 a, it's an atrocious situation in LA. It's not going to get any better. Um, but yeah, you know, they what can they do? They have no assets. Then they tried to do a deal with the Knicks. The Lakers did. It fell apart um, at the last minute last night. So that was, I think, their only saving grace. Got nobody's saying what the deal was, but I know that it was Westbrook. Probably Westbrook for Burks. Fournier and and Walker. That is most likely the deal that they were trying to get done. Heaven help us if Westbrook was in New York. Oh my God! I mean, he's got no confidence in himself. Um, he he gets booed and jeers when he gets the ball and is about to shoot and in the the crypto. It's it's like a crypt, right? It's like a a, a, a <laughs> gathering of, uh, uh, where dead people are now, right? It's 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 a dead dead zone at crypto stadium or arena, whatever you want to call it. It's sad. So, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm just, listen, it's a lost season for LA and the Knicks. I thought the Knicks, like I said in my article, they overachieved last year. They came back to earth. This is where they should have been last year. And now, um, you know, I wish we had got rid of Julius Randall and got Fox. That didn't happen. We got him. We can't move on from Randall. We're stuck with him. He's not going to win us a championship, and we're just not going to get anywhere. But uh, thanks, guys, for for calling in. Uh, Sirius, give us a quick shout out as we get out of here. It's your boy Sirius up in the four one two seven zero three. Man, it's such a pleasure to be here with you guys, man. Definitely check us out on the website, the blog. Shout out to our sponsors, CHI Apparel for rocking with us, man. Uh, shout out to the homies over there at the barbershop on Clubhouse for doing big things. That being said, I'll catch you with you guys on the next one. Absolutely. Seth, thank you so much for calling in and doing the show with me, bro. Appreciate you. Give us a quick uh, plug as we get out of here. Uh, nothing to plug here, man. Just appreciate what you guys are doing. Thanks for having me tonight. Always uh, happy to talk some sports. Absolutely, man. You guys don't know, man. Me and Seth go way back. That's my boy, man. We've known him for like 30-plus years, man. Um and, and still got the sweetest jumper in in in, in the world, man. So don't <laughs> let anybody tell you different, man. That that that. And when Seth was behind the three point line, man, you don't get up on it. You gonna bury it in your face. So uh, that's my boy, man. But listen, SportsCityChefs dot com. Uh, get to the website, the blogs, the interviews, uh, the 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 merchandise. We got a lot of stuff popping there. Uh, getting our live show going uh, pretty soon. Super Bowl squares are completely sold out. Um, so uh, we'll have the drawing sometime tomorrow. We'll be posting that on the website so you can get your numbers off the website. Uh, we'll be able to download a, a PDF file of that um, so we can celebrate the Super Bowl, have some fun, big prizes there. Shout out to phiapparel.co, phiapparel.co. Get to their website. Use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Uh, our great sponsors there. And like TP Timeless would say, tell a friend to tell a friend it's the chefs again, and if they don't know. Sports
kaboom. Sports city chefs is in the room. Cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune. Blown like a flower in June. Superman verse MF Doom. The clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the sports city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in. We on the set again. Sports city, sports city chefs. Check. <laughs> Woo! Connecticut. <laughs>